So here with uh, Dr. Wolfgang Marx from UCD, School of Musicology. I think that's right. School of Music. School of Music. I am a musicologist. You're a musicologist. So apologies. Um, we're sitting here in the Common Room, um, the Common Room Club, a members club here in UCD. Um, the reason we're gathered here, I suppose, is because the Common Room is threatened with closure uh, this coming December to make way for a new members club on campus. Um, so, would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, uh, the UCD Common Room is a very old institution. It was founded in 1975. Now, there would have been also something in Alsa Terrace before the university moved to Belfield. But here it was founded in 1975. And uh, that means we are 43 years old and we are part of the heritage of the place. Um, there have been regularly events here not just for its members but also for people from outside so we have uh, one room where regularly for instance uh, book launches are um, taking place where people uh, have retirement receptions or other receptions to celebrate some achievement promotion maybe or other things um, but it's also in daily use and in daily life a place where you meet other people where you meet particularly people from other disciplines other buildings other colleges when i came here in 2002 uh, i got to know very quickly everybody in music of course but it was here in the common room that i got to know people from say politics or engineering or chemistry or well less so medicine but even that occasionally mm -hmm. um, and that is great it's great to get to know who is here what other people do and particularly if like myself you work interdisciplinary also to have a contact where you can say well I'm, I'm working on this now what is about music and say psychology some aspect of it and then I know yeah. somebody because I had a drink with them to some weeks back I can ask that person and this is a unique place for that kind of uh, um, uh, for, for that kind of meeting and it's much better than other common rooms elsewhere that I have experienced in that respect if for instance you go to Trinity College they have a magnificent place uh, in the old buildings upstairs it's architecturally absolutely overwhelming but the few times I went there as a guest of someone from Trinity, uh, my impression was there are small groups of people huddling in one corner or the other and they have little discussions amongst themselves. You never get to know anyone mm -hmm. whom you didn't know already when you came in. And this is much better here. Now, this is something that uh, is now under threat because President Deeks has decided that he wants to establish a, what he calls the University Club, UCD University Club, and as we sit here we can watch it going up there across the lake as an extension of O'Reilly Hall. It's very quickly done, it's meant to be finished in April, and he has decided that this should be a replacement, in his view, for the common room, and that therefore he wants to close the common room in December, just when we close for Christmas, on the 21st of December. Now, we are of the view that this is not going to be a replacement for a number of reasons. Uh, this includes that uh, the purpose of the University Club is to be a representational, formal venue in which to entertain and impress, say, visiting ministers or ambassadors or high-ranking academics. And that means it has to be formal. Uh, what is most important about this place here is that it is informal. 
that it is in many ways the polar opposite, that we don't have a dress code, that we don't have three-star meals. In fact, we have only sandwiches. And, and that's fine because people don't want that when they come here. And the president now feels he wants to have three groups as members of this new club, the university club. Those are existing staff members and he his idea is probably he wants to sort of draw our membership to his place, which is one of the reasons why he closes us. Um, the second group would be donors of UCD, and the third group would be alumni, mm -hmm. who are meant to be attracted to spend more time on campus and connect in a better way by becoming members there. Now, we were never asked whether we want to be uh, members of a club that has those other groups there too. Mm -hmm. And for instance, you could imagine a situation in which some millionaires are invited to watch academics in the wild at the bar or something like that. Um, now, that might be okay, it might not, we don't know. But we don't feel it would be uh, an equivalent to what we have now. Not least, because this place is entirely run by its members. It is owned by its members. It is an um, independent legal entity. Mm -hmm. a company without guarantee, technically speaking. And it's, um, we set at our AGM the membership fees, we uh, discuss the opening hours, we determine staff issues, we decide what kind of events we host here, we decide everything. None of this would be in our hands over there, it would be decided from above. And that in itself would give us a feeling that this is not, uh, not cannot be the same because it's the interests of senior management are not necessarily our interests, mm -hmm. which we can already see in some of the announcements in general terms that come down with regard to what's going to happen over there. Also, this is a very expensive thing that is being built over there. Uh, there is massive capital investment that will have to be recouped. I think and 14 million is the that figure has that's been the figure that mentioned. has been uh, mentioned recently a lot, and also uh, it is going to be a franchise. So there yes. will be someone doing the catering, and uh, that that whoever that is will also have to create a profit. We don't need a profit at all, or a very minor one to get some upholstering done or something, yes. or replace some machinery in the, behind the bar. Mm. But in in essence, we have to break even, and that's it. We don't need to make that much of a profit. So you're so not run by a profit logic at all. It's purely a we a operate on yes. We need to be able to survive, and that's yes. it. But we don't need to be able to please shareholders or something like that. Yes, um, and that will be the case over there. So. There will probably be a relatively low fee in the first year, that's the way to do it in order to attract people. But we see the equivalent in parking right now, they did the same there two, three years ago, and now it starts to go up. Of and uh, again, we wouldn't have any say over that. At the beginning, there was talk about possible uh, advisory board that might have some members on it. But again, advisory is of course, yeah, you can advise, but what happens to it? Yes. Uh, who knows? But even that is now off the table. So. We are not convinced that the president understands what we are all about because it's not just a place where people sit down and have a drink, it's a place where people exchange ideas. My last book, edited book, was born here in discussion with others and in fact of the eight contributors, six are regular visitors here and it wouldn't have come about without the common room. And I think and that's we launched it here. Probably a story that many uh, uh, people mm. would have here is that mm. they maybe have started an informal conversation over a drink and 
that's become a paper or a book perhaps yeah. And yeah. so I the new club would you think would be uh, would be a threat to that to that sort of we have the view they can coexist we think yes. what what this new venture wants to do is okay but you can argue you want that on campus maybe not for that money but that's the president's problem mm. but it's not uh, something that is uh, an replacement in all its capacities mm. for this place mm. and if the president uh, was convinced by the pulling power of his university club we proposed let us coexist for a year or two and let you you can convince everybody that this is a good place and I might consider then having membership of both institutions yes at least under the prices go up there and um, that's fine but no he doesn't want that he uh, even and even fewer people can understand that he has now decided as I said before he wants to close us by Christmas but his new place will only be open at the earliest at the end of the second semester. So there will be a full semester without any provision of this type. Now he has in an email recently told us, well, there are cafes and bars and uh, pubs that people can go to. Well, if that's his view, then we don't know his new place at all. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> it's, that's not really an argument that, that cuts uh, mustard in this case. So um, we feel he doesn't really understand what this place is about and he also doesn't really care that much about it. Yes. It could be argued that what he does is actually against some of his objectives in his strategic plan, which is uh, about collegiality and creating a community on campus and strengthening it, because this clearly will destroy part of the community. People will, if they are not nowhere to go here, particularly in the evening, uh, they might go for coffee in the Arts Cafe, but past five here when teaching more or less finishes by and large, uh, they will probably go home or they might go to a pub somewhere else. And even from his point of view, will they come back when he opens mm -hmm. or will they adopt or keep those new habits by then? So uh, what I'm getting the sense is that you don't see a reason why both clubs can't exist on campus. What reason have they given you for the need from their point of view, to close the common room? Well, why can't both clubs just coexist and let? There were two reasons. One is, as I already said, um, that there might be too much competition between sure. the two and that he wants as many of our mem members as possible to join uh, the university club. He also talks about transition. So from his point of view, he thinks this is one replaced by the other. Mm -hmm. um, the second one, uh, uh, the second reason we have been given repeatedly, particularly from the states, but also from the president, is the need for additional space, teaching space and also office space, but mainly teaching space because student numbers have been going up for a number of years. Uh, Staff members has also been going have been going up. We had this slump after 2008, and then a gradual recovery over the last three four years, and we now are apparently at roughly at the staff numbers we had in 2008. Mm -hmm. But we have something like 20 percent more students, and so there is the ideas about building additional teaching space, for instance, where the old students buys but also to convert this into maybe three classrooms. We have not just this room in which we sit right now, but across the corridor there's also another one. That one we could actually give up because it's not used that often anymore. It used to be during the day that there were lots of people there. That is not that much the case anymore. But these rooms we have on this side of the corridor, the main common room, that is used very regularly and also full very regularly. So with regard to teaching space, yeah, there is certainly a need for teaching space, but it's also a question of how important is what we provide for the university. Is it worth having? And another 
interesting observation, I think, is in this building, the Newman building, there have been renovations going on for two, three years yes, now. Right. Uh, they started with the windows, but they also knew now do, uh, do the internal reconfiguration of yeah, corridors, new floors, and doors, yeah, yeah. and corridors. And so every every break, every summer, or even now during term time, they do one or two of those corridors. Now, if you look at those that have been finished, like on on the other side over there, uh, out there, the main aspect is that they double the width of the corridor, they broaden them. And then there are also some breakout spaces left and right. Essentially, I think we could say that the the place that in that particular corridor is no longer either office or classroom is twice as big as it used to be. Mm -hmm. So we have for two or three years systematically dis de destroyed yeah. teaching and uh, office space. So it's in that in that particular in that yeah in that particular corridor, which would be the first floor of the C wing, uh, there were two classrooms before they started. There's none now because uh, due to the width of the corridors, there's so much less space on either side that it's it's not enough only for a very small classroom maybe. There are two corridors up there in the A wing that now look like that too, yeah. and. Um, so it's highly hypocritical to do this for two or three years and then suddenly discover that we are urgently short of teaching yeah. space and have to take this instead. Ultimately, if they do this, it's in order to compensate for broader corridors. And mm. I don't find that convincing. No. Uh, the space argument then doesn't really uh, wash, I think. Um, like one of the things, I suppose, as well, I mean, you consider having two clubs on campus is that you're probably going to be catering to two different markets so the people who yeah, maybe come yeah, here it's, yeah. it's not it's, it's there would be room i think for yeah. two um, would you agree with that? yeah or? i think they would agree some of the arguments made not by everybody but to some people is that this place is in the newman building and is perceived particularly by some people outside the newman building as something that is specifically there for arts humanities and social sciences not so much say for medics for engineers or so yeah um now it has to be somewhere yeah and uh, <laughs> uh, some people said okay if it's in this extension to O'Reilly Hall, that is sort of a neutral space, it's not part of any particular college. That would be correct. And it would be then closer to science, to computer science, to the vets, and uh, also yeah. to the medics. Um, you can make that argument, but I think, yeah, it has to be somewhere. And we have also uh, members from the sciences, from computer science, from the vets, regularly every day in here, and from engineering. Um, not so much from business, but then um, that's a bit far away. Yeah. Um, so we are, in a way, the most central point on this campus. So, um, and we are on that central axis that goes through the entire thing. So I'm, I'm not entirely convinced uh, that that argument also is, is really the, the crucial one. Um, How many members do you have? We have about 900 members. 900. It's about 250 retired ones mm -hmm. and the rest active. So it's a space as well for people who've left the university um, to come yeah, back yeah, and engage yeah, with yeah, old yeah, colleagues yeah, and, yeah. and everything. And Although there's also that is a side issue, well, not, it's not to them obviously, but we, we want to join forces with them too. Right next door there is the Morris Kennedy Center, which is the basis of the Retired Staff Association from UCD. Mm. It's the one room they have um, where they can, where they, they have an well, basically it's where they can work, but also they have events in there, yes. the lectures, seminars and stuff. And they also have been told to uh, vacate and to be evicted by the same uh, date. And it is not clear what will happen to them. So um, that is also... And for them, there's no official replacement, yes. uh, even from the point of view of uh, the management. 
so, yeah, it's it's not thought through, I think, entirely. Particularly when you talk to HR and they don't even know that that thing exists. Yeah. Or at least it looks like that from their responses. And I suppose there's also um, a couple of, or a few staff members here as well, serving the bar and stuff. So were their jobs beyond under as well? Yes, we have a full-time staff member, permanent full-time, and two part-time staff members. And of course, their jobs would be in danger. We have asked HR to look uh, into that and is there a chance if the closure uh, uh, goes ahead for them to be deployed somewhere else on UCD. Now they are our, uh, they are not UCD employees, they are our yes. employees. So technically they are not entirely responsible to the, for them. But on the other hand, if UCD argues that they see the new place as a replacement for this, then uh, this could be this case could be made. Yes. So uh, we have been told they are looking into this. They have been looking into this since late July. And so far, we haven't heard much since. Or every two or three weeks, someone comes to me or to a colleague, uh, our honorary secretary, and asks a question: uh, Can I, such as, can I approach uh, our employees personally? And I say yes, and then nothing happens for another two, three weeks, and then comes another brief question. Mm -hmm. And so we we are awaiting, but not really holding our breath. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I you are trying to organize, um, I suppose, to to fight the closure, and one of the the ways of doing that, I, I suppose, was initially a petition, mm -hmm. which I think gathered was it 400 signatures or 400 yes. of your members. We started with a, a, a petition on paper, yes. which we circulated, which is available here in the common room, but also we asked our members to bring them to their respective units and schools. We got 400 uh, signatures on paper, which I think is quite a lot, given yes. that it, I think it is a bit... Uh, it's a bit higher threshold to actually do that in, in, on paper rather than go and do it on social media somewhere uh, on a screen. Um, and many of those, uh, um, well, actually all of those pledge to not join the university club if this one is closed in exchange for that one to open and also not or to avoid to go there uh, if they can and not uh, as guests for receptions or so well you might not always be able to but as much as possible uh, in order to make it clear to the president and uh, the UMT in particular uh, that how much the emotion uh, uh, how deep the emotion sits about this I think this is something that affects people's daily life and daily habits. Uh, and uh, that is why so many people care about it. And also because it actually helps them doing their work. It's not just, by the way, uh, academics. That is also something that sometimes uh, it's depicted like that in the media, maybe for reasons of keeping it short. But a large portion of our members are administrative staff from all over the campus. And we have also quite a few postgrads because mm -hmm. everybody can become a member who works here, who's paid by UCD to do something. And that's lots of people who are tutoring or uh, do some, some kind of teaching, uh, teaching assistance or so. So we have quite a few postgrads here as well. So which far from being an exclusive yes. club. Yeah. And I think they all also benefit in the same way from the mutual interaction there. If you come here in the morning, there would be almost all the administrators from the schools in this building meeting and sort of exchanging what are the latest problems in history and how did you solve that in classics and something uh, that again helps you to, um, uh, to, to um, simplify, facilitate certain other tasks. Now we are told that if this will be closed, there will be two tea rooms created. 
in this building. Uh, now that was a, a cause made by a case made by several people who wrote to the president over the course of the first half. In particular, a number of people emailed or uh, sent him letters, uh, making the case often in very much de detail, kind of about their experiences here. Mm -hmm. These were staff as well as uh, people from outside, such as uh, delegates from conferences or external examiners or people who um, had other duties here from Australia to Canada to Germany, Switzerland, uh, everywhere. To, as far as I know, uh, none of them has received a response and none of them has even been acknowledged as having sent this, which also is not, I think it's not a nice way of dealing with this, given so, the time that often went into doing yeah, and So people's claims aren't being heard really or yes, being responded to? Yes, people completely to. ignored, yes. systematically. And it does seem like it's a unique space on campus mm -hmm. as well. I mean, yeah. there are other places where you can get a drink or you can you can yeah. get something to eat, but mm -hmm. it, it's not quite the same. Mm. Um, like just even looking around the room here, we can see um, the the papers, the magazines, mm. the periodicals. Mm. The uh, there, there is a different atmosphere here than in other places. Yeah, on I campus. think that is unique, and that is something that we want to preserve. And it it's crucial, particularly I think, because people feel it's ours. I personally, if I'm a member, I own something of this. Yes, it's part of my my uh, existence in UCD and it is absolutely impossible that that can be recreated in a situation in which you are not involved at all in the running of the place. Yeah. I wonder, do you think it's, it's symptomatic of, of, at all of a kind of a wider sort it of It probably is. We, of course, uh, we, we experience the corporatization yeah. of academic life all over the world. It's not specific to UCD, yes, but the question is to what extent we want to engage and embrace uh, uh, all of this. So. Um, it is something like that, and for instance, this franchising out is something that happens all over the space with the sports center yes. uh, and with other places with, with, with all the bars and uh, food outlets here. Um, this is something that UCD does a lot, as well as other universities, and in the long run, if that's a good idea, financially even, uh, will that really, really repay? Uh, and, and get mm. money in for the university, which is what universities nowadays are most interested in, of course, or often, mm -hmm. particularly senior management, not necessarily staff. Yes. Uh, um, that is the question. But also, is it really providing the best solution in terms of what you get as a customer? Uh, and we don't know that either. Yeah. For instance, we have this, our, our staff has been here. Okay, the uh, main barman is now here for four years, but has been as the main barman. He has been here on and off as a holiday uh, or replacement before that. Uh, the other two temporary ones are here much longer and they know the people, they know who, who has what drink usually. They, you can g come here and leave something behind to be handed over to someone who might be here tomorrow. Uh, lots of envelopes here from A to B or so. Mm -hmm. There's a kind of a familiarity which we also yeah. don't necessarily believe will be the case over there if it's run by, say, Aramark or someone like that, where people are hired on sort of uh, very low-paying uh, contracts and probably replaced every three or four weeks because um, whatever happens. And yeah, it, it wouldn't be the same in that respect as well. Yeah, because the atmosphere here is something similar to like a, a small town mm. like um, cafe or a bar, you know. It's mm. it's not like yeah, the other places on campus that are run, I guess, yeah. by Aramark mark or whoever yeah, yeah. Um, so what, what is your plan I suppose moving forward um, as you get closer to December yeah we are in a process of trying to uh, attract attention to the course on campus as well as off campus so now our petition has gone online 
uh, and we hope to gather more uh, and more international uh, responses mm. to that. After all, if this uh, new place is going to be for donors as well, every human being on the planet is a potential donor to UCD and therefore can sign the petition. Mm -hmm. um, we uh, try to address not just the president, but also other uh, relevant people on campus, like the UMT members, the uh, principals and vice presidents, and the governing authority. In fact, in two weeks there will be a meeting of the governing authority, uh, and it is on the agenda where we have um, five people who are on the committee for the common room, uh, who are also on the governing authority and they will uh, argue the case there. It has already been argued once in December 2017. There was a vote which we lost, although we lost it much closer than usually we lose votes there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, it will not come up again and at this point I think people have a better understanding that's people who are not from UCD because the governing authority consists mainly of people who are not working on campus, so county okay. councillors, appointees by ministers in different organizations or elected people by different organizations. So um, it, 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 I think we are in a better position now because we had a certain media echo in recent times um, off campus and on campus in the student papers and some uh, online sources as well. So um, we, we keep doing that and we hope to convince the president that uh, this is something that is going to be, in hindsight, probably one of the two or three decisive moments of his presidency that will define what he will be remembered for. Mm -hmm. So, so far he has had one really only, that was the introduction of uh, a new promotion scheme and that was mainly regarded as positive because you can now apply any time, not just every four or five years. Mm -hmm. Uh, this would be the second one, and if he wants to be remembered as the one who killed the common room after almost 50 years, uh, fine. But, um, yeah, It's also an example, I feel, uh, that's a discussion we're having here every now and then, of, if you like, critical thinking, because yeah. you go into classroom, as we all do, and you teach people, you have to be critical, you have to try and question what's put before you. Don't blindly trust authorities. Mm -hmm. Don't uh, blindly follow orders. Investigate and assess for yourself. Is it ethical? Is it correct? Is it based on the right facts? And then come to a rounded conclusion. Mm -hmm. And then we can't leave, go across the corridor into a meeting and drop all that. We have to live what we preach and we are doing that right now. We believe this is a crucial part of UCD, of UCD's heritage, of what makes UCD a great university. Losing this without being sure what its replacement will be, but judging from what the president tells us, rather being pretty sure it will not be the same, uh, that would be a major loss and it wouldn't make us a better university. And are you hopeful that the president will engage with you more um, coming up to the summer? We have just invited him to an AGM. Uh, we have some almost every two weeks now <laughs> and um, we are waiting for him to respond because members actually wanted to hear more about what is his argument, because what we have heard from him has not been convincing, neither with regard to the space issue here in the building, nor with regard to will this really offer everything we offer here. Well, Wolfgang, um, thanks for joining me today. No, thank you very much. Uh, common room, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how things unfold over yeah. the next few months. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries Sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away All the 
those nights when you've got no lights The check is in the mail And your little angel hung the cat up by its tail And your third fiancé didn't show Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came You wanna be where you can see Our troubles are all the same You wanna be where everybody knows your name Bed, Mr. Coffee's dead. The morning's looking bright. Morning's looking bright. And your shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write. And your husband wants to be a girl. Be glad there's one place in the world where everybody knows your name. Everybody knows your name